0: Hello and welcome to small and the podcast that follows my journey as I try to learn more about the wonderful sport of baseball, one MLB team at the time. Now joining me today we're delighted to have our first Canadian guest Elizabeth Hart. Elizabeth thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh thank you so much for having me, pleasure to be here.
0: Good, good to have you. Um, so Elizabeth when we think of Canada and sports. We normally think of of hockey, but we're here talking today about baseball. So how did you pick baseball uh, and not hockey or maybe one's your winter sport and one's your summer sport? Tell tell us a bit about your your sporting background.
1: Yeah, well, I have always followed baseball heavier than hockey. And I think for me, that was just um, a product of my upbringing. My dad used to take us to Blue Jays games in the summer. Of course, summers are much nicer to be outside doing things. I grew up about two hours outside of Toronto. So it was, it's a day long event to come into a game. And anybody who has ever attempted to end, to attend a Maple Leafs game, knows that that is not only an event, that is an event that you need to save up for. (laughs) so um and also you know driving two hours in the winter to go to a sporting event doesn't always work out either so baseball just for us was much more accessible financially and realistically with the driving and just something that you know like I said my dad would take me and my sisters to games and it was a lot of fun kind of grew up doing it and cultured my love of it there
0: Okay, so it was your family tradition then. So it was too 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 cold, too too snowy, and also a bit a bit too pricey to to regularly make the trip into uh, to Maple Leaf Gardens and lastly, of course, the Air Canada Centre. So it became that part of your summer summer tradition almost to head down to head down to to the ball game. Um, so of course, the Blue Jays they are the only team in in Canada or the only MLB team in Canada at the moment. So when you've been to to baseball would you think the blue jays are they canada's team or are they still toronto and ontario's team and vancouver you aren't welcome you can can support support the mariners
1: (laughs) oh they're very much canada's team they like everybody talks about them being being canada's team the players talk about it all the fans talk about it i mean you do get some of the fringe cities where you'll run into the odd like mariners fans and down like closer to the border in windsor you might find some detroit tigers fans but even here in toronto we'll see people walking around in yankees caps and we just for the most part let them be don't bother them too much um but it it's well known within the sport that on any given day if you go and see the mariners playing in Seattle, when they're playing against the Blue Jays, that is kind of its own animal. And that's that's the Blue Jays' second home, they always say. It's to the Mariners, when they play against the Blue Jays in Seattle, they always say that's like an away game for them. They feel yeah, like there's so many States
0: Canadians pop, crow crossing the border just to. So I guess those West Coast Canadians, yes, yeah, so and the Mariners, I picked them out. I ran them off the top of my head, but you're right, If it, it is the closest team to Canada to for Ivan in Vancouver and BC, then yeah, I can see how that might be a, a bit intimidating for, for the Mariners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even with Minnesota a little bit, like they're fairly close to the border too, you get some Twins games that are heavily attended by a lot of fans. Detroit Tigers also get a lot of Jays fans when the Jays play there too. Um, so any of, the, any of the cities that are basically close enough to the Canadian border that it almost makes sense for the people who live in those cities, to actually just travel a little bit south to go across the border to see them rather than coming all the way across the country, if that's the trip they'd have to make
0: to get to Toronto. Oh yeah. So to see, as you said, the see that team or team of Canada, it's easier to get into the US then to then then to Toronto within 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 Canada. Um so playing-wise, is there any rule or is there any strategy to Pack the, the bases with as many Canadian players as possible, or is it, is it not really done as as formally as the players could be as American or Cuban or Venezuelan as the players from other teams in the league?
1: No, the players can be from wherever they happen to yeah. be. There is always kind of a special a, just a special place in your heart for any Canadian-born player like our closer Jordan Romano, actually grew up just outside of Toronto in the city of Mississauga and so everybody kind of has that little like oh it's so nice to see a Canadian boy coming back home playing he grew up a Blue Jays fan now it's just the heartwarming story so it's not necessarily anything active that you will see you know the the management saying hey let's go and and sign a Canadian player a, a Canadian guy just because he's Canadian if the guy has to also you know be the right fit and be them, good
0: enough for, for
1: the team yeah 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 I think we've got um some people in our I feel like there's someone else that like someone's going to listen to this podcast and like <laughs> you
0: yeah, yeah. mentioned
1: Romano but how dare you forget this person who's also Canadian and they're just slipping my mind right now I know there is someone in our minor league camp who's Canadian too but I feel like there's someone else on the major league team that is just I'm completely spacing on right now but I don't know
0: Oh, we, 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 can, we can look at that later. After I can, we can put, put the, uh, the the complete roster in here in the show notes. Don't worry. Um, so the, you mentioned that the, the minor leagues, so the minor league teams, they feature in the regular systems. They might have one in Florida, one in Arizona. They aren't necessarily based elsewhere in Canadian systems. They are based in the American minor leagues, that the farm farm teams, the Blue Jays have.
1: Yeah, so we've got a couple. There's the AAA team is down in Dunedin. That's the Dunedin Blue Jays. And then there's mm-hmm. another, I think it's, the double a team that's actually in vancouver or that might be single a there is um the yeah because i think double a is the buffalo bisons and then single a is probably in vancouver i know there is another hmm. team in vancouver um but it's a a few rungs removed from the major league
0: from the main major league yeah so we was um so back to back to the major league and back to toronto and how So, you're a newish franchise? Is it late 60s, late late 70s, the first season to play for the Blue Jays? Is that right?
1: Oh, now you're testing me. (laughs) Um, The
0: 70s. 70s, yeah. I've got got the
1: Google Machine working. 1970. I was going to say 76, and then I was like, no, it doesn't sound quite right, but it's 77.
0: 77, okay. And then by 92 and 93, they'd already won. They won the World Series in those two. Consecutive seasons, which is yeah, it was pretty rare for an expansion season, uh, expansion franchise to win a World Series that soon, and to win it twice again. So, um, Elizabeth, I'm gonna gonna guess it was just a bit before before your time of, of taking those trips with your with your dad and sisters. But what stories have been passed down to you in terms of Blue Jays folklore from those two two World Series winning teams?
1: Well, it actually wasn't before my time of taking the trips.
0: Um well I... about you, were they're there at the world series or, or not Not quite pardon me So you were you in attendance in some of those championship winning games or at least we're probably
1: no, on tv Definitely not in the championship winning games but i i think we may have gone to some throughout that season like i do remember watching the games with my parents i remember joe carter's walk-off home run i was actually at my aunt and uncle's house and my parents had come to and we were watching all of us were watching the game my cousins as well and when joe carter hit that walk-off home run myself and my two sisters and my cousins all ran out into the street just running up and down the block (laughs) screaming and yelling and celebrating with everybody and it was this whole block party and it was absolutely fantastic no sadly i was not in attendance in person Mm at those games but uh, i i do remember the experience yeah. and
0: it's just there's
1: nothing beats winning
0: <laughs> definitely not so you, you mentioned joe carter so what's happened to him in, in the rest of the career is there still a, a joe carter day each year in in, in toronto and in, in ontario or how how is he and the rest of those team fondly remembered in in toronto today
1: Oh, Joe Joe is a national hero. We should have a Joe Carter day. I might write the yeah. uh, might write the Blue Jays and suggest that to him. He is honoured with his uh, name up on the level of excellence at Rogers Centre. Every time you go there, you can look around the upper bowl and you can see his number up there. And, um, I mean, you can't really have anybody talk about a big Blue Jays moment without, like, everybody knows the iconic call of um, Tom Cheek. Saying touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. <laughs> like everybody knows that line. Everybody can recite that line, and it is just—it's absolutely woven into the fabric of every Toronto Blue Jays fan.
0: So in that line, I said, it's woven into the fabric of every fan. But maybe perhaps specifically to to yourself, because when I was looking through your Twitter just before we were speaking before going live, you are now working in in sports media in in Toronto so what and there's a very cool video of you taking a, a state a ballpark tour it looks like before the season started so what is your current role Elizabeth at a uh, sports in, in then in the fan network there
1: so I am what's called the imaging producer for sportsnet 590 the fan so what that means is that I produce all of the what I like to tell people is I produce all the things that you hear that you don't really realize you hear so if you're listening to a Blue Jays cast, for instance, if you list if you tune into the Blue Jays game on the radio, and as they're coming back from a commercial break, there will be something that plays that says you're listening to Toronto Blue Jays on the Sportsnet radio network. So I produce those elements. I take everything and put it all together. So I take the voiceover with the music, with any sound effects that go with it. And I put all of that together for, um, the whole sportsnet radio network and i do that for the blue jays as well as then doing that for the the leafs and the raptors and anything else that the radio station needs anything like that that where it kind of promotes itself
0: okay got it so it might be um there's been been the commercial break and it's it brought you live from the roger center it's um it is blue jays they're the two down against the yankees or whatever that's your your, your job so these are all pre-recorded or you're working live at at the Roger Centre during each game to to do your job?
1: No, no, these are all pre-recorded that I do. Mm So, um, like a lot of the ones that people will hear, I'll, I'll find we have the players, um, voice liners themselves. So you, you might hear, uh, you're listening to Bo Bichette and this is Toronto Blue Jays baseball on the Sportsnet radio network. So then I'll actually reach out to the Blue Jays before the season starts. Okay. and I'll get the list of the walk-up songs for the players from uh, Okay. So I'll take whatever Bo Bichette's walk-up song is, and I'll take a little piece of that and I'll put it underneath it. And then that with Bo's voice, and then that's what will create the liner there. Or I'll take our, we call Mr. Big Voice. So Mr. Big Voice will say, this is Toronto Blue Jays baseball. And then I'll insert a clip of a really exciting Blue Jays play. For instance, a Matt Chapman Grand Slam, which we just had. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, a Kiermaier game tying double, you know, or whatever the big exciting call is, put that in there, um, create some excitement around it, add some really cool funky music, and then on the Sportsnet radio network, and that'll play. So it's all stuff that's done behind the scenes here at home from my kitchen table. Oh, because well. <laughs> during the games, I am actually down there selling 50/50 tickets.
0: Oh, okay. So um, that's just you, you're there to be. That's no relation to, to Sportsnet. That's just you selling the the raffle tickets for the for for, for the prizes and for the charity foundation. Is that what, what what a 50/50 is? Do I get that right?
1: Yeah. So. The Jays Care Foundation, which is the mm-hmm. charitable form of the Toronto Blue Jays, they raise money through various means, 50-50 is a large one of it, and they help create a level playing field for children in sport all across Canada and basically remove barriers around children getting involved in sports, and they do great work all across Canada and when we sell the 50 50 tickets so half of the proceeds from that ticket sale goes towards jays care foundation and then the other half goes towards the winner we build up the jackpot over the course of a homestand and then one person wins that entire jackpot so they can get quite big i know right now um we have the home opener tomorrow and the home opener homestand jackpot is already closing in on if not has surpassed a quarter of a million dollars wow. so we're gonna be you know changing a lot of kids' lives and then changing one fan's life
0: in a big way as well yes yeah, so it definitely sounds like a really cool way of getting more and more involved in with the team of course it's um sounds like a really really fantastic course for the mother for the kids and in in Canada but was that what sort of led you into back to your, your job? Were you training in in radio specifically because you saw that dream job of working for for the Blue Jays and the Leaves, or in sport, or were you working in radio and the job you happened to get happened to be a sporting one?
1: Yeah. So I've actually been working in radio for about 20 years now. So this jo- role that I'm in right now with Sportsnet 590, the fan just kind of happened. Um, it was a job that I wanted and applied for mm-hmm. over time. And one thing kind of led to another. I'm not going to get into the whole like, ooh, this way, yeah. that way, down, <laughs> and <laughs> where I went and how, but like, I, I do absolutely love doing it. Um, But when I first graduated from college, sports radio was not something that was on my radar. It was something that I kind of got into over time. I did end up in the 50-50 role before the Sportsnet role just kind of by fluke because I had just moved to Toronto and was working in a different role within radio. Um, I didn't know anybody in Toronto at the time and I saw this opportunity with the Blue Jays and I thought you know what I love baseball I love being down at the ballpark and what better way to you know help charity but also maybe meet some people in the city and make some friends than to go and do this so I ended up doing that
0: sounds a really 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 cool cool idea as you say when we're moving move, moving somewhere new it, it is good to get yeah, have find something that you've got that unique connection with so i guess if you, this has been quite some years ago now you've been coming back every year it just shows how how powerful it is to to be helping and also to, to be bonding and meeting meeting new people at, at the roger center um but it is quite interesting you mentioned the the radio so i spoke to Chris Noblock, a guy in, in in the UK, who the moment he knew he wasn't going to become a professional ball player, he got involved in sports radio. So were you also uh, a, a player? when you were a kid, did did you play play sports at all, or were you purely watching from from the couch and in, in, in the stadiums with your family?
1: Oh yeah, I was not into sports at all growing up. I played a little bit of volleyball in like my first year of high school, but. I was definitely more into choirs and that sort of thing. (laughs) Then I was into sports. I was just watching sports. And even as an adult, I played one season of recreational softball. And then I went, no, this is not for me. I enjoy watching baseball, but I am too much of a perfectionist to play a sport that is so heavily built on failure especially for people who play at an elite level which i do not do so for me to fail as much as i did at just a recreational thing i was like nah i'm gonna leave this to the professionals and i love watching it but playing it is not my thing
0: yeah but that is again quite quite interesting when i first started taking a bit of an interest in the sport when i yeah, found out that if you're hitting the ball like 40 percent of the time that's really good I mean it's it, it took me a while to get my head around that these are professional players they sh- shouldn't they be hitting the ball e- each time so I guess that's kind of I get what you mean that there is a lot of baseball is not doing things correctly rather than, than than doing it correctly which I guess what makes those hits and those those home runs all the more special that they don't happen every single time or every single every single pitch
1: absolutely yeah
0: so um We've talked talked a bit about, about your current role. So this season, when you were recording those um, little inserts for, for, for the radio, how often do you hope to be using the, the good ones, the celebration ones? Are you hopeful for, for the Blue Jays this season? What's What's the chances?
1: Oh, I'm absolutely hopeful. I know a lot of people have chosen the Blue Jays to make it to the World Series. Some people well, have okay. chosen the Blue Jays to win the World Series. Um, The road to the World Series always has to go through the Houston Astros and they always seem to find some way to be ridiculously good and annoying. So we'll see. I would I would love to see the Blue Jays get deep into the playoffs. World Series, of course, would be wonderful. But even if they made it into the AL Championship Series, I think that would still be considered a success. Even if they made it into the AL Divisional Series and and made a good run of it, if they were playing a tough opponent and they forced seven games and didn't quite win, I still think that people would be quite happy with how the season went. We made a lot of changes this offseason that I think are, a lot of people, including myself, are really excited about for this year and I think so far are proving to be um, quite fantastic. And I think this team could do really great things.
0: So um back to the Astros. Sorry, for if you're, you're you're listening and you want to hear why the Astros are so good recently, go and check out episode two of of, of this podcast where we heard all, all about how the how the Astros have built a built a winning team. But you, you seem quite confident, confident, Elizabeth, that Toronto are on the right track this year. Is that because um again what I've also been trying to learn about baseball is building the team as how it takes a while. So these New players in 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 this year are they those who you've traded in this year or you've watched them slowly grow over the last couple of years? Which approach, buy now or grow slow? Which have those of the Blue Jays been doing in the, in the past few years?
1: Uh, well, I think they've been doing a bit of both. Like we've seen our our superstars like Bo and and Bichette and sorry Bo Bichette, same person. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Bo and Vladdy. Um, Espinal we we've, we've seen some guys come up through the organization quite young and really kind of come into their own i mean Alec Manoa had a had an incredibly short stint in the minors was brought up kind of out of necessity Way before anybody thought that he would come up. And now he is starting on opening day for us. And he's basically our ace of the rotation, pretty much. Um, He was a Cy Young candidate last season. So we've had some kind of homegrown guys that have come up and grown within the organization. But they've also made some trades for some big names that are guys who, I mean, they've taken some chances on some people, too. They signed Kevin Kiermeyer too a one-year contract in the off season and last season it not even last season he hasn't played a full season of baseball since 2019 because he's been down and out with injuries and stuff so they kind of took a chance on him and it looks like that chance is play paying off this year so that's kind of the balance is you have to look at you know what you can grow within your organization sometimes you do have to take risks and sometimes they will pay off and sometimes they will be Tyler Chatwood.
0: <laughs> okay. So can you, again, expand for those, myself included, what, 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 was, uh, what did the word named Tyler Chatwood um, bring about amongst Blue Jays fans?
1: Oh, Tyler Chatwood was a pitcher that we had back with us, um, I want to say 2019 or so. Um And he was supposed to be really good, and he had been good for a while with some other teams, and then he came here and he was just not – there are a few names within the Blue Jays organization that is – if there is anybody who is not living up to expectations – they will kind of get compared to them. And Tyler Chatwood is kind of that, where, where they come and are supposed to do something and they kind of do the complete opposite. And they don't just not live up to expectations, but they kind of fail spectacularly at them. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so, 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 the, so the promise, so what I, I like to do in, in work is to under-promise, over-deliver, and in Tyler Chatwood, seems like he over-promised and, and under-delivered.
1: Yeah, yeah. People that come and ev- you have, especially as a pitcher, like when a pitcher comes into a ball game, you want to have some faith, some faith that they can do something good, that maybe they can get one out or you know get out of a tough jam once in a while and every pitcher is gonna have a tough inning from time to time or a day when they just don't have it but tyler chatwood was a guy who just seemed to never have it he's up there like a couple of other if there are any any blue jays fans listening they will recognize the name tyler chatwood is up there with tanner roark brad hand and rafael dolys are basically
0: so they're the, the, the Hall of Shame candidates. For...
1: <laughs> we'll say. Yeah.
0: So we've spoken earlier about how important that the Blue Jays is to to Toronto and to Canada. So um, as we said again, before we went went live, I was actually in, in Toronto for a, a few months working at the CN Tower in, in 2017. So whenever there was a, a Blue Jays home game, you can see the... Um, What's, it called? what's the square called there's Bremner boulevard you've got the steam whistle brewery and then is it called Bru- blue jays square blue jays plaza Jays way blue jays way yes yeah. so you can see how how packed that is and how th- thriving and how, how how lively it is for for fans and just uh, the general tourists checking out the, the CN Tower as well so tell me about the pandemic years how hard was it seeing the Blue Jays playing the whole season away from away from Toronto
1: oh that was that was incredibly difficult and that was actually a season and a half because they weren't here for all of 2020 and then they weren't allowed back until I think it was about June of 2021 or so that they came back and and watching them not only being able to play in Toronto but not having a consistent home base either because they were in Buffalo for a while and then they were in Dunedin for a while and there was a while where they were having to go on the road for longer because they didn't even know where they were going to play and they had to do renovations to the ballpark in dunedin in buffalo sorry to get it up to standards so that they had to like increase the lighting there because the lighting wasn't good enough to be able to play major league games there um and of course buffalo being in new york anytime the blue jays played the Yankees or the Red Sox there it was like an away game for them there would not be very many Jays fans there at all and the same when they were playing in Dunedin they there would be a lot of teams that they would play in Dunedin where you would have more people from cheering for the visiting team than for the Blue Jays just because you know lots of people go down to Dunedin for spring training and that's a Mm -hmm. whole event for them but you don't get a lot of people from toronto that are just going to go Passing down
0: trade, no.
1: during a pandemic yeah. <laughs> to watch a ball game or even i mean i mean nobody nobody who's a fan of any team liked watching the 2020 games where there was nobody in the no stands fans at all yeah it's, those just sucked. but then to see the to see the fans rally around the team when they did come back to toronto and just to see the players re-embrace the city as well and i think it almost made them appreciate even more how much they are Canada's team and they really saw everybody come out and just you know really pack the place as much as you could mm-hmm. because we were still at limited capacity at that point but just the way they were talking about how you know 20,000 fans but it felt like 50,000
0: yeah they made, made made that real real difference after that, after so long just. This being tenants and being shunted around from, from place to place in a different country, which is as crazy as it seems. They were in a, literally in a different country the entire time from where, where they live and they work. So your, your, your 50-50 ticket selling, were you allowed back in from, from the first first game with fans or were you and your team gradually phased back in in as well?
1: No, we were allowed back in once the team was back in Toronto. We were allowed in at a smaller capacity as well. So we didn't have as many sellers um selling tickets in the stadium as we normally would in a game and then we had different ways in which we were selling because a lot of times we would have people that were just kind of out on the out and about Mm -hmm. on the concourse walking around selling to people um but instead we had to be at stationary booths okay okay. as well with plexiglass in front of us as everybody had plexiglass in front of everyone for a while
0: and we almost you still got sold as many tickets because people were just so happy to be back there. They were more generous or did you really lose that that personal touch of, of walking around and and talking to people in, in that particular, particular role?
1: I mean, I did miss it in that role, but we still mm-hmm. did an incredible amount of sales. Yeah. And uh, I mean, 50-50 for the Blue Jays is always one of the top 50-50 programs in all of Major League Baseball. We sell the highest amount of tickets for those. And it didn't change with COVID at all. But also anybody in Ontario can actually buy 5050 tickets. We sell them online as well at Mm jc.com slash 5050. So if any Ontario listeners are listening right now and want to go buy them, there you go. That's where you go. Um, but yeah, so I, there might have been some people who maybe previously would have bought them in person, but then just decided to go online instead. But our jackpots were still getting
0: extremely high. That's good to hear. Good to hear. And then your 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 job for, for Sportsnet for uh, in the radio. You you mentioned before that you've just had um, you record most of your, your your pieces from from the kitchen table. Did that start during the pandemic, or were you allowed to work remotely before before the pandemic times?
1: No, that was definitely a pandemic thing. I was I was in the office five days a week. I have a I have a studio in Toronto, a sound studio okay. that I. Work in. Um. So the pandemic forced us back at home, and now I'm working remotely about two days a week and in the office three days a week. So it's nice to be able to split it up. My snacks are closer here, <laughs> so <laughs> has its perks. But uh, it's good to get into the office office sometimes
0: too. Yeah, definitely i think that's uh, something we've all had to had to get used to there are some, some perks of home, home office such as uh access to access to snacks and um the la- lack of necessity to wear to wear wear, wear smart clothes at all times but no, you're right it is um always good to be in an office and in your sound studio with with your colleagues as well um so now this is i'm asking this to all my guests but the for, for blue jays have got a bit of a bit of an inside knowledge having spent some time there but Elizabeth, what is your, um, game, game day routine? What, what, what snacks do you get? What, um, traditions do you have and any lucky, lucky baseball caps for any particular games you, uh, for, for your game day routine?
1: Well, I am wearing a baseball hat right now. That's kind of a very light gray with just a simple blue Jays logo on it. And that is my favorite blue Jays hat. And I get a lot of compliments on it when I wear it. Mm-hmm. So I like that one. Um, I don't have a lucky shirt or jersey or anything that I generally wear, because most of the time when I'm working at the game, I'm wearing my 50-50 shirt. Mm-hmm. But I do have a favorite food, and I haven't been able to get it lately, but I'm hoping this year I can find it again. Any, any Canadian or anybody who knows anything about Canada knows about poutine, mm-hmm. but I like my poutine with pico de gallo on top. Okay. and I discovered that like my second year there and it was my go-to after I had finished my shift I would go get some poutine with pico de gallo on top and it's delicious because then you have added vegetables to poutine so you've made it healthy and
0: it's one of your five a day so yes perfect. Yeah, you taking two
1: got bucks off. Two you've got your dairy there and you've got your veggies and you've got your little bit of carbs going on like what more could you want in life It was absolutely fabulous. But this season, I'm actually looking forward to, along with the renovations at Rogers Centre, they have actually um, brought in a bunch of new food items as well and new drinks too. And when I got to do my tour of the new renovations to Rogers Centre, I got to sample some of that stuff. And I had some absolutely delicious items, including a very good espresso martini that I might have to partake of.
0: Oh well, wow. was that an espresso martini served in a? I don't know is the cocktail straw a mini a mini bats, or is it no not a baseball themed espresso martini?
1: <laughs> no, it's not a baseball themed espresso martini. It's just just an espresso martini, but it was very delicious. I'm not even. I think it is served in a martini glass.
0: Okay, good. Well, certainly if I'm ever back in Toronto at any point this summer, I'll be sure to sure to grab an espresso martini and hopefully if it's it's back on the menu, a uh, pico pico de gallo booty and so. Elizabeth, thank you very much uh, for joining me. Just uh, before we go, is there anything important about Blue Jays fandom that the other uh, listeners in Toronto will be screaming at their at their phone saying, "Why didn't you talk about this?" So what, what have we what have we missed?
1: Vladdy for MVP.
0: Vladdy for MVP. That's the yeah. hot take. You heard it here first.
1: <laughs> and you say Kikuchi for Cy Young. <laughs> That's you want a hot take. That's the hot take. Vladdy for MVP is not a hot take that's Uh, that's you know
0: that's assumed wisdom yeah
1: (laughs) but you say kikuchi for cy young is a hot take especially after his start yesterday but i have faith that was just a fluke he can bounce back and it'll be fine
0: good to hear good to hear Uh, elizabeth um so on twitter you are at eheart tweets is that right that's correct, yep. Yeah, and we can also put a link to the to the Blue Jays Care Foundation that you mentioned in the show notes as well. So anybody unable to get to a game and wants to participate in that 50-50 draw, I'm sure they'll be more than, more than welcome to. Um, and yeah, Elizabeth, thank you very much for joining me and thanks to all for listening.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been great.
0: You can find the podcast at Swollen Jaw Pod. And please remember to share and review so that other baseball fans can find us. Please get in touch if you have a story, idea or suggestion about your team that I need to know about. And tune in next week to hear more about my journey into baseball.